All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. And today is September 23rd, 2021, and week 138. And welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been here for a while, welcome back. As we always like to say, thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And if you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mystery Storm. We thank you guys as well for tuning in. And as you can see from the topic, it's a question, and it is called, what are your beliefs? And when we come into this world, we know absolutely nothing. What we believe is developed, is taught, and it can be taught through experiences or by word of mouth. But they definitely do matter when it comes down to our salvation so we're going to take a look at that see what the bible says about it so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message i hope you guys get something out of it thank you melvin uh, thank you guys for joining us uh, sorry we are a little bit behind tonight uh, we try to start on time but every once in a while we uh, end up being a few minutes late but as we always do uh, let us go into a word of prayer if you guys are at a place where you can take a pause from whatever you're doing. Uh, we encourage you to join us at this time. Heavenly Father, thank you for another holy day, Lord. We thank you for being so awesome, so amazing, so kind, so loving, so forgiving, Lord. You've been so gracious, so many things that you have did for us, Lord. Help us to always come before your throne of of grace lord with thanksgiving lord help us to just stop and say thank you uh, all throughout the day all throughout the night lord no matter what we find ourselves doing no matter what issues come up in our lives lord help us to have that mind of gratefulness of thankfulness lord uh, because we know that is of a pure heart so lord we're asking that you would continue to be with us, continue to be in our midst, continue to be with our loved ones, our family members, our friends, all of those people who are seeking you, even those people who don't know you, Lord, we're asking that even they would be saved at this hour, Lord, that somebody would see something, somebody would hear something of you and get curious about you and Lord, come to you. So Lord, we're asking that even with that, Lord, we're praying that we would be a light, that we would our actions and our life would shine so that somebody can see you in us and so lord we're praying that again no matter what happens we try to pray this every single week every day of our lives lord no matter what happens to us in this life lord we're praying and we're hoping that you will continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm and so lord we're praying all these blessings we're praying for the bible study tonight lord that your word would go forth and our words they wouldn't go anywhere so lord we're praying all these blessings in your holy name jesus amen amen so thank you guys once again for tuning in i see we have some initial comments there Melvin. if you want to uh Pick I up have to find which one start. which page they're coming from um I they're not believe. from the join the midst of the storm uh, oh, yes, they are. Yeah. Chris says, hey, brothers. Uh, Corey says, I'm new. So thank you. Uh, welcome, Corey. We hope you get something out of the message. And um, Sister Beta says, praise the Lord. And praise the Lord to you as well. And thank you also, Chris, for tuning in. How you guys doing? Good to see you, Chris. Uh, 
Auntie Betty, good to see you. Praise the Lord to you as well. And Corey, thank you. As Melvin said, thank you for joining us. We're, we're hoping and praying that uh, you would find something uh, from this message that God would speak to you um, through this message. And uh, if you do have any questions, we always, anybody, this goes for anybody, but uh, since you haven't been here, I will say it now. Uh, but as always, you can ask any questions uh, that you feel. Uh, and if you don't feel comfortable asking over the uh, live stream, you can message us. Uh, you can message the Joy in the Midst of a Storm page. You can message uh, our personal pages. Uh, it doesn't matter. And we will get back to you uh, with that. So thank each and every one of you guys once again for tuning in with us. And so let's get started with the message tonight. Uh, we are going to come from Matthew chapter 10. And verse 35, let's see what he says there, Mel. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. Now, we start off kind of uh, rocky tonight. He says, well, let me let me start this way. The question that we ask is, what are your beliefs? Now, I thought about this uh, and. I'm not changing the topic here, but I was I was uh, recently over the past kind of week or so, I've been really looking into this story of uh, this this girl that went missing um, and her uh, she was engaged to this guy. And now he's missing uh, since they have located her body and she is sadly deceased. Uh, but I, I've been following this story. Uh, a lot recently and it's been very fascinating for me to see the role of technology and how technology has uh, completely transformed uh, this 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 trial so I'm not going to get into all the details of it but I've just been following this story and something that I found uh, through my own observation was uh, people have said that the the uh, this couple they fought uh, a lot, and I just began to think about people fighting, and what I realize is we're fighting because of our beliefs. You know, I was talking to someone else, and they told me uh, <laughs> they they had I believe it was their uncle. And they said uh, them and their uncle, they didn't believe uh, in the same politicians. One was a Republican, one was a Democrat. And because of it, he said, I wouldn't even take this person to the polls. If on election day, I wouldn't take him to the polls. And he was serious because of the difference in beliefs. And so we've seen this a lot. And, and and Corey, we don't really talk about politics, so uh, I don't want you to think we talk about politics or for anybody that that is uh, new or maybe listening. Politics is not the focus, but I'm using that as an example to show how a person's belief. That's what will cause a person to fight with someone else is the differing beliefs. 
And so that's why I asked the question, what are your beliefs? You know, there are things that won't cause much of a fight if we disagree upon. You know, some people may say, uh, I like dressing for Thanksgiving. You know, somebody else may say, uh, or, or I'll even put it this way. Some people say, I like uh, eating dressing with cranberry sauce. And somebody else say, no, I don't like cranberry sauce with my dressing. I forgot what it is they put on there. Uh, it's like a white uh, sauce. Cream of mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> there, some people like it in another manner. But, you know, now that is something minute that we wouldn't really fight very much over. But there are some beliefs. There are some beliefs that just because you have that belief, people say, you know what? I don't like them. And the, the way that people will put it, they say, well, I, I don't know why. It's just something about them. I know what it is. You don't have the same beliefs. There's a reason people say, and this is not scripture, but uh, there's a saying that says birds of a feather flock together. There's a reason why they flock together. They have similar beliefs. And so when you have someone who's like-minded, you tend to like that person more. Oh, you, you just love them. And the reason why is because they're like-minded. There's people you can listen to on the radio. You say, oh, I can listen to them talk all day. You know why? Because you agree with what they're saying on major issues. Now, some small things you might say, I don't care for that. But on the major things, we agree. So I ask the question, what are your beliefs because we're talking about some things that if you disagree with it, you might come out saying, you know what? I can't I, I don't like Tony. I, I can't stand because of the magnitude of the beliefs here. So we're going to get into this. Let's read Matthew 10 and 35. For I am come to set a man at variance against his against his father. Now, this is what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. He said, for I am come to set a man at a disagreement. That's what he's talking about against his father, his own father. Now, what is he talking about? Let's read, Melvin. And the daughter against her mother. Mm -hmm. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the daughter-in-law, the whole family is going to be against each other why because of the beliefs this is what we're talking about the beliefs that jesus is going to teach is going to bring a division this is how you'll know if you have the true christ because there should there should be if we're following the true christ there's going to be a separation there's no way around this I know as people, we don't want to be separated. I know we like everybody to believe the same thing. But with Christ, he said, you know what? There's going to be a disagreement between sometimes it's going to be a son and his father. 
Sometimes it might be the mother and the daughter or the daughter and the mother-in-law. It's going to happen all kinds of ways at times. But this is what's going to happen. Go ahead, Mary. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He said the people that dislike him, they're going to be the people right around him. And we know this happens. But I'm specifically now talking. Now, this happens even outside. Even outside of religion. But now I'm specifically talking religion here because that's what Jesus is talking about. He said a man's foe shall be they of his own household. Even Jesus himself. He was killed by his own kind. The Jews. The Jews were the one who killed him and he was a Jew. You know, I grew up <laughs> in a all black neighborhood. And I can tell you this, I had many things. Well, I didn't have many. I had a few things growing up. I was fortunate enough to have a bicycle, a scooter, some toys here and there. And I can tell you what, the people who took them or wanted to take them, slash and take them, excuse me, they did both, were the people in my own household. My own friends, my own family. Those were my own people. But now those weren't because of different beliefs. Those that's because they just wanted it. But now Jesus here. He's talking about the beliefs that he's going to instill in his children. Somebody's going to think differently. And as a result, there's going to be. A separation so that's what we're talking about tonight and we're going to go uh, back up and we're going to read it down and we're going to go a few other places just to get a better idea of what he's talking about but I see we do have some more comments uh, if you want to address uh, those Corey says all good oftentimes it's a necessary point of reference um, I believe he was talking about um, politics and he says, I'm intrigued already. Well, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for that. Uh, Whitney says, praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. And good good to evening you again, to you. Whitney. Good praise to see the you Lord. Again. Hope you come with some more questions and comments. We do enjoy. <laughs> Corey says, great setup. And also, you're talking good, guys. So thank you. Glad you are tuned in and hope you stick around to the end. Definitely. Thank you for tuning in. All right. So let's go back up now. I want to go back up and start at verse. 32 because we do have some other places I want to get to but let's go back up and start at 32 before we uh, leave this chapter so Matthew 10 and verse 32 we're still talking about the beliefs because you know everyone says I believe in God well I won't say everyone but you understand what I'm saying a lot of people say I believe in God I believe in Jesus Ask yourself, why is it that there's 15 different churches, all different denominations? You have Baptists on one side of the road, and then if you cross the street, you have a Methodist or a Catholic or a Pentecostal or the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon, the Jehovah Witness. You have so many different beliefs. 
That's what it is. There are different beliefs. And so because they have a different belief, they have a different name on the building. But that name only symbolizes a different belief set. So how can they all be from the same God? This is a question I wondered so much when I first began to research and study. When I first truly became serious, I wondered this. How can they all be true, but they're all different? How can it be possible that the same God is telling the Methodist preacher to say this and <laughs> the Episcopalian preacher to say something different? He's not. That's not God's doing. That's man's doing. So now go back up uh, before I get too carried away. Let's start at verse 32 here. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, mm -hmm. him will I confess also before my father. Whoever will confess Jesus before the world. See, I've noticed something. People, we're afraid to express our beliefs when it comes to God. Now, we brought up politics People aren't afraid to exp express their belief in politics. You'll see signs in their yard. You'll see tags on their cars. They'll wear a hat. I can't tell you how many <laughs> Trump hats I've seen. And I'm, I'm not into politics, as I said. But I've seen a lot of Trump hats. I still see people riding around with Trump on their vehicles. And that's fine. Because they can't. they have the right to express that. But I'm saying that because it's showing the belief, what someone believes in. They're not afraid to confess it. That's all they're doing. If I see someone with a Joe Biden hat, they're just confessing their belief in the leadership of the, of the president. They're confessing it. Jesus says the same thing about him because we're confessing all types of things. It's football season now. And I know a lot of guys out there, we love some football. Now, you know, football, I've, I've, grew, I've grew up watching sports. And what I see is people don't have an issue confessing their love for the team. I remember even at this past game <laughs> here at Ole Miss, it poured down, Melvin. <laughs> I know you remember you were there. <laughs> Ended up, the game didn't start till when? An hour and a half later? 8.45. <laughs> Supposed to start at 7. Game started over an hour and a half later. But now, what those people did, because a lot of people were still there, and they did not leave, I watched as people get drenched in rain and they still went out into the stadium. Somebody was confessing their beliefs. They said, look, I love this team. I'm going to support this team even if it rains, even if it snows, even if it's cold, even if it's hot. Somebody was confessing their love through their actions, through the way that they live. I can see what they believe in. I remember uh, my mother I believe that was my mother. They called me back there. They said, look, look through there. And you can see this little girl still pouring rain, still 
<laughs> late night. And I seen a little girl jumping with pom-poms. Even in the rain. Because somebody was confessing their beliefs. They confessed that they love the team. And so Jesus says, now, when it comes down to me, if you confess, if you show somebody your love and devotion for me, he said, I'll confess you before God. I'll tell God just how much you love. Your actions speak. People say it all the time. Actions speak louder than words. They do. That's the confess that we're talking here. Let's read down, Melvin. We got some other places to get to. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. You know, one thing I've noticed. People. Now, we are willing to express our love for the football team, the baseball team, the soccer team, whatever team it is, whatever school it is, whatever politicians, whatever, whatever it is that we love in this life. We'll confess our love for those things. And I'm talking through action. I'm not talking through mouth, word. Said love not in word and tongue, but in deed and truth. But the thing that I don't find a lot of times is people confessing their beliefs through actions. When it comes to God now. Because the things that he tells us to stand for, we're shy about it. We don't speak up about that. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, I remember hearing, I think it was my pastor talking and uh, somebody who was a preacher ended up being in the, in, in the same place with my pastor. And somebody and a third person was there. I, I think that was him that told this story. I might I might be mistaken, but I remember hearing this story by a preacher. And somehow uh, the person, I believe the person asked, how do y'all know each other? He said, yeah, we're both preachers. And, so, and the other person there said, I didn't even know this person was a preacher. You know why? <laughs> you know why that person did not know this other gentleman was a preacher because they have not been confessing their beliefs. Nothing about their life was testifying the love of God. Nothing about their life. But now that's what Jesus was getting at. But let's keep moving here. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Now notice what he said. He said, think not. Now this is Jesus. Now, this isn't the devil. Somebody said, what? Jesus doesn't want peace? Read that again for me, man. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Mm -hmm. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Now, think about that. Jesus said, I'm not coming to bring peace. I'm coming to bring a sword. What is he talking about? He's going to tell us. Read the next verse, man. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father. He said, I'm not coming. To make everyone agree with each other. That's not what I'm coming for. I'm not coming for everyone to say, you know what? Ah, that's okay. This is okay. Doing that's okay. No. He said, I'm, I'm coming so that someone would take a stand for what they believe in. 
somebody would hold true to the values that God said hold true to. He told us to love one another as I've loved you. He's expecting somebody to truly show that in what they believe. I even heard someone say uh, recently, they say, you know what? People do things and make me not love them the way I should. That's not what Jesus came for, though. Just because someone has a different belief. Now, that doesn't mean I shouldn't love them. That's where the line is drawn. That's the belief that Jesus taught. We seen him show love even when someone didn't believe in what he believed in. So that goes to everyone. Even if someone doesn't believe what I believe. Somebody was telling me the other day. They, they begin to talk about how a lot of people um, don't believe in Christianity the way that I do. I said, that's fine. They know that, that's okay. They don't have to. Said, what do you want me to do? Beat them up? Make them believe it? That's, that's not my job. He still commands us to love, but he tells us in the process, look, there's going to be people against you because people were against Jesus. They were against him. So now let's keep reading there. Again, for I am come to set a man at variance against his father mm -hmm. and the daughter against her mother mm -hmm. and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He's looking for us to make a choice. To stand up for what it is we believe in. Now, I'm not talking about what school is better than the next school. We're talking about standing up for the beliefs of Christ. He told us if you don't forgive someone else. He said, your heavenly father, he won't forgive you. That's what he believed in. So with me being a follower of him, I have to believe in that. If not, I'm not a follower. So that means I have to believe in forgiveness. I know there's some hard situations. There's some we can come up with so many scenarios and say, well, it's hard for me to forgive. I understand. I totally get that. But instead of having the mindset to say, I'll never forgive, ask God to help you forgive. That's a complete different mindset. That's someone working on forgiveness. That's completely different than the person who says, I'll never forgive. I don't care what you say. That's two different mindsets. That's the mind of Christ. The Bible tells us, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's the mindset of him. We find the disciples not up to the level. And they knew they weren't up to the level they needed to be at. They said, Lord, increase our faith. We don't believe the way we should. We know our faith should be stronger. Lord, help me. That's what we should ask God. Help me to believe what you tell, tell me to believe. Help me to accept what you say. So. 
He said a man foes shall be they of his own household. That's if you believe in what Christ said, believe. People are going to be against it. Go ahead, Mel. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Now look at this. He says, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. You know what happens? We will know what God said do. And because someone we love, because they believe otherwise, we change to do what they want. Instead of doing what God asked, we change to do what they want. But Jesus said, if you love them more than me, you're not worthy. Now that's tough. That's tough. We have to make a decision. What are your beliefs? What are your beliefs? There's a lot of instances where our family and we'll know they're wrong. We'll know they're wrong. And we still side with them. Because this is my cousin. This is so-and-so. This is my husband. This is my wife. Whoever it is. And Jesus said we're not worthy. Let's flip over to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and I believe verse 14. He said, we're not worthy if we choose them over him. That's what we would be doing in that moment. You know, I actually had someone talk to me about something like this. This person knew they had to make a decision between their spouse and God. God wanted them to do certain things and their spouse didn't. And you know what they chose? Their spouse. This is what the scripture had to say about that. Let's see what he said in verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. They did not believe the same thing. So Paul here in the book of Corinthians, he said, look, don't be linked with them. Don't be tied up with them. Being an unbeliever. Go ahead, man. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? You know, this is, ask yourself. I know somebody out there likes politics, man. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very popular thing. So now ask yourself, you that's a politician or you that's big into politics, ask yourself, what fellowship hath the Democrat and the Republican. What fellowship is there? Now, I'm not saying, you know, you can't be cordial at times, but I hear, especially, <laughs> I heard it today, people were, these people, well, some of them were talking really badly about the other. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be that way. Just because there is no fellowship there, it doesn't have to be to the point where you hate people. That's not what God was teaching. Here he tells us what fellowship does people that are trying to do right have with people who are trying not to do right. There's no fellowship. 
but that doesn't mean hate them. That's not what he meant. We can still love and disagree. Now, if someone is beating someone up, lying on them, stealing from them, there's no love there. That's not love. Because God told us not to steal. He told us not to lie. He told us to do a lot of things. But we don't believe that, man. <laughs> we don't believe that part. Let's keep reading. And what communion has light with darkness? What communion have light with dark? You know, as soon as the light gets turned on, the darkness leaves. They cannot stay together. It automatically happens. If you have light, where you see the light at, you don't see the darkness. You see one or the other. You only see one or the other in the same spot. Now, you might see some darkness next to it. But there is no fellowship because I guarantee if you turn on the light, the darkness is going to flee. So he said, what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? You know, that's what I find with a lot of these churches, man. Because there is a different belief, there's no fellowship. You know, I asked somebody to come to a Bible study one time. They said, oh, oh we do Bible study another day. I said, okay, that, that's good. That's not stopping you from <laughs> fellowship with me. I've come over here to fellowship with you. But it's because of a different belief. Now, I want to go look at something while we're talking about this. In the book of Acts, chapter 18. And let's start at verse 24 here. Because I want, to, I want to dive into a specific belief that we are to have as Christians. Now, there are a lot of beliefs that we should practice. But now I want to look at a specific thing here. Acts 18. Let's pick up 24. And a certain Jew named Apollos, mm -hmm. born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. Now, this man is mighty in the scriptures. He knows some scriptures. You find a lot of people like this today. They know some scriptures. But do they have the right beliefs? Let's read, man. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord mm -hmm. and being fervent in the spirit. Man was passionate. He was sincere about what he was doing. Go ahead. He spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. But there was a problem. He did not know the baptism in Jesus name. You know, that's where we are today. We must know about the baptism in Jesus name. This is what's going to separate us. This is what separates us. Because if you do any. Any research. Ask yourself for anyone list. Ask yourself, how are you baptized? I know someone. A lot of times when I ask people say in water, that's good. But I mean, what method were you baptized with? Some people were baptized as a baby. 
Some people might have been baptized as an adult. But how were you baptized? In what name were you baptized? Were you baptized in a name? Somebody say in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's exactly what I mean. That's what we're talking about. There is different ways to be baptized. And so this man here who knew some scriptures, this man, Apollos, he only knew the baptism of John. He didn't know the baptism in Jesus name. Let's see what it says. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Someone, Aquila and Priscilla, this, this couple here who were married, they knew. They heard him speaking and they understood how he did not know the baptism in Jesus name. There's a division there. But now these people, they had a different belief. However, now that didn't cause them to fight each other. See, there's a way we have to handle differences in beliefs. We haven't figured that out yet. We haven't figured it out. You don't have to beat people up. You don't have to kill people because they don't agree with you. That's not the way God wants it to be done. That's not the way. We still are instructed to love. That's the fulfillment of the commandment. The fulfillment of the law is to love one another. So now, this man, he was a preacher, but he did not know the baptism in Jesus' name. So they took him to tell him about the baptism in Jesus' name. Read that verse again for a minute. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more they perfectly. Explain to him, this is the way of God. Let's flip over to chapter 19. We better see what the way of God is. Now, these are some people he obviously had taught. Now we're going to pick it up at verse one. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast of upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Well, let me retract that. I can't say these people were people he taught, but these people were in the same condition that Apollos was in. They didn't know about the baptism in Jesus name. That's that makes a big difference. That brings about the difference, the baptism in Jesus name and the filling with the Holy Ghost. Let's see what it says here. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, this is a different belief because somebody out there is going to tell you you already have the Holy Ghost. Have you ever had anyone ask you, have you received the Holy Ghost yet? Have you ever had anyone ask you that? If you have not, that is because somebody has a different belief. So Paul asked, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? All right. 
And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They said, We don't know about the Holy Ghost. We don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead, man. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? He said, Well, who baptized you if you haven't heard about this? Go ahead. And they said, Unto John's baptism. The same thing Apollo said. He did not know about the baptism in Jesus' name. This, how, this is how we should be baptized. This is one of the main things that's separating Christians today. The method of baptism. Because I will show you. John was not baptizing in a name. John didn't take people down and say, I baptize you in the name of John. He didn't do that. He did not do that. The same way today, being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, not being baptized in any name. There's not one name called there because Son is not a name. I'm a son, and you were not baptized in the name of Tony. But Son is a name. Father is not a name. I have a father, and anyone listening to me, whether you know your father or not, no matter whatever the situation is, you have a father. And father is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. You, we watch, <laughs> especially in the day we live in, Melvin. We're watching all kind of ghost movies. And the ghosts have a name. But ghost itself is not a name. Holy or unholy. Unholy ghost or holy ghost, none of them are names. <laughs> so we have to be baptized in the name. They didn't know this. And that's okay. It's all right to not know something. Paul talked about, he said, brother, I would not have you to be ignorant. Just because you don't know something, we can learn. I thank God he gave me the ability to, uh, the ability to learn. Let's read, Mel. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, mm -hmm. that is, on Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now they call the name here, and that name is Jesus. This is, this is what we are to believe in. This is going to bring the separation. I've, I've talked to people and this right here brings so much separation between the churches. How we are to be baptized. But this is what Jesus told us. He said, I'm not coming to bring peace. Everyone won't agree. That's all peace is. We're just in agreement with everything. So I'm not coming to bring peace, but to bring a sword. A sword does what? It divides. He said, I'm coming to bring division. He said, it's going to be father against son, mother against daughter, mother against daughter-in-law. It's going to be all sorts of dynamics. And at the end of the day, somebody has to hold to what Christ told us to believe in. So we find here, when they heard this, they were baptized 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go ahead, Mel. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Now here we have the other divider receiving the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues. That's how we receive it. I know someone else said, all you have to do is come up here, raise your hand, come up, say the sinner's prayer, and you have the Holy Ghost. That's not what we find. That's not what we find. All you have to do is believe and you have the Holy Ghost. That's not what we find. See, go back up. Go back up to verse 2. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? He didn't ask them, did they believe? It's already established that they believe. It told us there were disciples in verse 1. These are people that already believe. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost, though, since you believe? You don't automatically receive the Holy Ghost just because you say, I believe in Jesus. That's not how it happens. It, it didn't happen that way in the scripture. The disciples believed Jesus, the twelve, uh, excluding Judas, who had killed himself at that point, the eleven. They believed in Jesus for three and a half years and still didn't have the Holy Ghost. Not until Acts chapter 2. This is what separates us. Are, are you going to stand for this though? Somebody may not know about this. Are you going to be curious to find out? If you knock, you'll open. If you seek it, you'll find it. But you have to hunger and thirst after righteousness. If you diligently seek him, he'll reward. So, read that verse 5 again for me now. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When they heard this. See, some people haven't heard this, Mel. Some people just haven't heard it. But somebody else is going to hear it and dismiss it. Somebody's going to dismiss this because they want to be a foe. They want to be on the opposite end of the spectrum. See, the scripture has to be fulfilled. Whether you're going to be the one who holds to the truth or the one who fights against it, the scripture has to be fulfilled. Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But the gates of hell is going to fight against it. The devil is still going to fight and he has to use somebody to do it. So whether you choose to allow God to use you or the devil still fulfills scripture. Still all fulfills scripture. So what are your beliefs? Do you believe in the baptism in Jesus name or do you stand on the other side and say, I think it's OK to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, even though none of those are names? Do you believe in receiving the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the scripture? Let's let's pick up Acts chapter two. 
as they did since the very beginning in the book of Acts chapter 2. Let's pick up verse 1 here. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, mm -hmm. they were all with one accord in one place. In one place. Uh -huh. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven mm -hmm. as of a rushing mighty wind, mm -hmm. and it filled all the house where they were sitting. This sound filled the whole house. I can tell you what the sound was. Good God Almighty. The sound was the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. That's what the sound was. Drop down to verse 4. And they were all filled and, with the Holy Ghost. And they were all filled. He said it filled the house that they were in. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost filled the whole house. And they did what, Melvin? And began to speak with other tongues uh -huh. as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit did. So how, how in the world does someone get the Spirit but the spirit does not give them the utterance to speak and talk. They didn't get the spirit. That's what happened. God's power. He hadn't lost any power. He's still going to do what he said he would do. He prophesied this from the beginning. We might not pick it up in the book of Joel chapter 228. He told us he was going to give out his spirit and his sons and daughters with prophecy. Speak in tongues. That's what they would do. Even in Corinthians chapter 14, Paul told us. I better not get too far ahead, man. <laughs> Paul told us. He told us. Tongues is a sign. We better get that. Let's, let's pick up the book of Corinthians chapter 14 because somebody's going to say, and I want you to have an understanding of this. Search this diligently don't just read one verse i don't show you one verse for a reason because i want you to have an understanding of this and all that getting get an understanding it won't profit e any of us to have the wrong understanding we just read about apollos the bible tells us he was mighty in scriptures eloquent man very well spoken however he didn't have it. He did not know about the baptism in Jesus name. Somebody out there doesn't know. But when he heard it, <laughs> he acted as if he was the Ethiopian man in the book of Acts. I believe it was chapter nine. He said, what doth hinder me to be baptized? Let's read in the book of first Corinthians. Chapter 14. And let's pick up verse 22, because Paul did this chapter. Let's pick up 21. Paul wrote this chapter to help us to understand what we should believe in. Go ahead, man. In the law, it is written. Now, this was written in the law. If you want to go and see it, it is Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. That's what they are considering the law, the Old Testament. It is written in the Old Testament. Go ahead. With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. Will I speak to this people? Excuse me. This was in Isaiah. He wrote this. In Isaiah 28 and I believe verse 11. I'm sorry. Isaiah 28 and 11. It is written. With men of other tongues will I speak 
to this people. God said, you know what? I'm going to give my people a sign. I'm going to communicate with them. And it's going to be speaking in tongues. And let's see what God said. Go ahead, man. And yet for all that, will they not hear me? He said, even after all that, somebody's not going to listen. They're going to be at variance. Somebody's going to be on the other side. They're going to say, that's not true. Somebody's going to say it's not a sign. Let's see what he said. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign. This is what the Lord said now. This is what the scripture said. Tongues is a sign. Read that again, Mary. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign. Tongues is a sign. Mm-hmm. Not to them that believe, mm -hmm. but to them that believe not. Tongues are a sign, not to the people that already have the Holy Ghost, but to those who do not. That's what it is. What are your beliefs on it? Somebody may not have experienced it. So I, I sat in the same place. I didn't know about it. So I couldn't speak on behalf of it. But what I'm asking is, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't know about it, ask God to show you, ask God to reveal to you about this. Don't reject it and say, no, it hasn't happened to me. So I know it's fate. You've already set yourself up for failure. By rejecting the word of God, if it were good enough for Peter. If it were good enough for the rest of the apostles, it's good enough for me. If it were good enough for Jesus' mother, she was there in Acts chapter 2 that we just read. She was one of those filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. You'll find that in Acts chapter 1 that she was there. She was there. So, we better check those comments, Melvin. <laughs> Yes. I'm not going to be able to it's a lot of pull all of this out. <laughs> Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. And amen. Praise the Lord, Sister Rosie. Um, glad to see you here. Hope you're getting something out of the word. And we do have quite a few uh, with um, chorus. And I'm believing he's trying to say this is um, some of the most underpreached scriptures that give us a greater understanding of our God's perspective and what should be our focus and that is true. Um, I know a lot of preachers, they don't cover a lot of scriptures, even if they know themselves, because they'll lose a lot of members and that leads to them getting less tithe money. So they preach a watered down gospel to what people want to hear. In one place, it says people will have itchy ears. They're going to hear what they want to hear. And um, Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 30 and verse 10. And people are saying, speak to us smooth things, not that which is right. And he also says, hate is to love less. Which is true. Um, in one place, Jesus says, um, you must hate your father, hate your mother. I'm paraphrasing here, but um, he's saying that you should love them less than me. Or in other words, you should not love them more than me, which we covered those scriptures before. And um, Whitney says, even though they don't believe like you still show them Christ like love, which that is definitely true. Jesus did that as well. She says, um, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I think um, Tony, Tony hit on it earlier. Uh, forgiveness is definitely something also that will separate us. Um, people will say they should ride in hell for what they for what they done. 
And also, it's not the Lord's will that anybody should perish. You know, they also will say, I will never forgive them. But they're setting themselves up for failure because the person that did wrong could have turned their life around and actually be saved. But for the people that say, I won't forgive them, they'll be the ones that's going to be lost. Um, Whitney also says it's better to obey God than man. And that is definitely true. Love is an action word. And we turn it into a noun or an adjective, but it's an action. Um, she also brought us Amos 3.3. 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Cannot. Corey says the Catholic Church changed the baptism from Jesus' name to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And not just them, but a whole lot of people will say that. Whitney says one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And that's what we don't, we, we don't want to get together. We want to have our own separate beliefs but that is not what jesus is telling us to do he knows that everybody's not going to believe the same thing most the majority of people are going to be lost and i believe that is in matthew chapter 7 and it tells us that uh we should follow the straight and narrow path because only few be going to find it and most people are going to find the way of destruction so um and there is a saying um staircase to heaven and the highway to hell highway can hold a lot more people because that is where the majority of people are going. And uh, where was I? Uh, uh, Whitney. Whitney says, that's a title. Um, Corey says, these are titles that can be worn by anyone um, in reference to when we were talking about the baptism in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost versus the baptism in Jesus' name. That is definitely true. David, I'm glad to see you, David. He says, sometimes it might not be what or how someone believes, but the lack or knowledge of the word of God. I know we know Hosea chapter four and verse six, my people are destroyed with the lack of knowledge because they reject knowledge. Tony mentioned earlier, some people will actually know it, but they will reject it. They will discard it. And by the time they want to believe it will be too late. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. And Corey says, talk. Uh, Witness says, all those who are called by my name definitely have to use the name. And I believe I am called up now unless there are more. Okay, I'm called up now. So thank you, y'all. Thank you for the comments and the interaction. Yeah. So we're, we're about to wrap this up. If you guys do have any questions, uh, feel free to ask. Uh, again, we, we love the questions. We love the interaction, as Melvin would say. Uh, so if you guys do have any questions, don't hesitate uh, to ask. And again, if you don't feel comfortable asking over the live stream, you can uh, directly message us uh, as we bring this message to a close. The important thing uh, that I really want to bring out is that we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. You know, let, let's go and pick up. I want to pick up one last place unless unless something else comes up. I want to pick up one last place. Uh, let's pull up. First uh, Peter chapter three. And let's look at verse 20 there. And I love this. These particular scriptures, because someone out there is going to say, baptism does not save you but now if you go to the scripture you'll find what you believe is not 
what the apostles believe. It's not what Jesus taught. Because we're going to find here that baptism does save you. Now, I want to explain that. I want to expound on that. That does not mean just because someone gets baptized, they're automatically saved. That's not what that means. What it means is this is a part of your salvation. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So now let's pick this up. Verse 20 here. Which sometime were disobedient. Now we know there are some disobedient people in the world. And there were disobe disobedient people in the days of Noah, which he's bringing up. Uh -huh. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah. God was patient with the world. Noah preached 120 years. And God was patient, giving people an opportunity to repent, to come to him. Noah was telling people, look, it's going to rain. Come in the ark and be saved. You know, he preached some stuff that didn't make sense. The people at this time, you can go and check. In the book of Genesis, it said there had, it had never rained on the earth. So, of course, they didn't believe that. But God always sends the preacher to tell a message that's unbelievable. It seems hard to believe it. So now. The water's coming. See, the water's coming. The water came then. It's still about water now. He told Noah the whole world would be covered in water. It represented baptism. Everything was covered with the water. Represented baptism. Let's read, Mel. While the ark was a preparing, mm -hmm. wherein few, mm -hmm. that is eight souls, were saved by water. Now look at how they were saved. Now I know we understand God saved them. We know that. But here he says water saved them. He's trying to show us something. This is how God chose to save. See, God could have chose to save them any other way. Any way he wanted to. But this is the way he chose to save. When we get to the Red Sea, the children of Israel, God chose to save them with water. He could have chosen anything. But this is what he wanted to do. So we can't get upset with the way God wants to do it. So he said, few, only eight people. Now that's sad. That's sad. Only eight people were saved in the days of Noah. Him, his wife, three sons, their three wives. Eight people. Go ahead, Mel. The like figure. He said, just like. This is our terminology. Just like. Mm -hmm. We're on two, even baptism. He brings in more water. He said, it's just like baptism. What's it doing, Mel? Doth also now save us. Water baptism saving you right now. If you do it. What are your beliefs, though? Do you believe this? Somebody said, well, I don't think you have to. You just determined you are an unbeliever. Because this is what the scripture says. Now, I didn't write this in your Bible. Check your Bible. And you read it. Somebody might say, well, 
that was in their Bible. <laughs> I'm going to get my own Bible. As long as it doesn't say anything opposite of this, then that's fine. Read that, read that again for me, now. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. He said baptism is also now saving us. He, he talked about what happened in the past. How the water saved them, foreshadowed baptism. See, everything in the Old Testament was a foreshadowing of things to come in the New Testament. And so now water baptism is saving us. That's why it's important. That's the reason Paul asked them, look, have you guys been baptized? How did you get baptized? Even though these people were already baptized, Paul rebaptized them. Somebody needs to be rebaptized today. There's no shame in that. I was rebaptized. There's nothing wrong with getting rebaptized. This is important. So he said, baptism is also saving us. Now somebody's going to be funny. And they say, man, I don't have to take a bath. Let's see what he said, man. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. He said, this has nothing to do with taking a bath. This has nothing to do with soap. Scrubbing yourself with the towel, cleaning your filthy flesh. He said, This has nothing to do with that. Because the people got smart in his day, too. <laughs> Go ahead, Melvin. But the answer of every good conscience toward God. This is you doing what God told you to do. Jesus, when he was baptized, we heard God call down from heaven. Say, this is my beloved son in thee. He said, I'm well pleased with this fellow. I'm proud of him because he was baptized. Now, we're talking about a sinless man still had to be baptized. What's your excuse? What is your excuse? I don't have to be baptized. You sure don't. <laughs> but you're going to wish you did. Because this is what the scripture tells us. Not what Tony says. Who cares what Tony says? I don't even care what Tony says. I'll be honest with you. But it's important what God says. So we're going to wrap this up tonight. Did we have any questions, Melvin? Uh, not as of yet. Okay. We're, we're going to wrap this up. Um, I appreciate you guys, as always. Uh, if you guys, again, if you guys ever want to uh, discuss these things, we're always open for it. Uh, this is what I love to do. I don't get paid to do this other than what God pays me, but I don't have a salary. Uh, so I'm doing this for the pure love of it uh, because this is what God uh, chose me to do. So. Again, I thank you guys, and I thank God that he opened my eyes to the truth because there's so many people that don't have it, and I know by no means I'm not, I'm not special, but I thank God that he allowed me to be a part of his kingdom. So I thank God for you guys also because he didn't have to choose you, but he did. Uh, so I, that tells me uh, God, he knows who to pick for the job. So again, thank you guys. And at this time, I'll turn it back over 
into the hands of Melvin. Thank you guys again. <laughs> yes, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the comments. David says, if we are not baptized according to the word of God, we didn't get saved. We just got wet. That is true. Corey says, I'm a new subscriber. You'll see me more often. Great word. We thank you so much thank for you. tuning in. We hope each and every single one of you guys got something out of it. So with just the message, the question is the same. What are your beliefs? There are billions of ways to believe, but there is only one way that is correct. And I know I've said this a million time on, on times on the live stream, but I know that every time I say it, somebody is going to hear it for the first time. So I will say again, there is a church just about on every corner and they're all saying something different. And they're all saying, this is what God told me. He's not going to tell the Catholic church. All right, this is how to be saved. This is what you tell the people and then run right across the street to the Baptist church and then tell them, all right, this is how you be saved. This is what you tell the people. Somebody's going to be right. Somebody's going to be wrong. I remember um, I was listening to a message of this preacher and when he was little, he said he would go to his church. His dad was a Baptist preacher. And he would go and visit his cousin's church. And even at such a young age, he I believe he said he asked his auntie, but he asked somebody, why aren't we all going to the same church? He noticed that one church was teaching differently than the other, or they were both teaching different from each other. And the answer he got was a, a parable, we would say. Um, his auntie or whoever he asked said, you, we're in this city. And we all want to go to Detroit, meaning we're all on earth and we all want to go to heaven. So she's just given an, an hypothetical situation. But she says, we're all in this city and we all want to go to Detroit. You can go by the plane. I can go by the train. Somebody else can swim. <laughs> Somebody else can walk. So what she was saying was, um, I have my way of believing. You have your way of believing. We're all trying to get to the same destination. But the mistake in that is, is only one way. One Lord, somebody mentioned in, in the comments, one Lord. Whitney. Yes, Whitney mentioned it in the comments. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One faith. There is only one way. In Matthew chapter 7, it says, enter ye in the straight gate. And if we look up the definition of that, is a narrow passage of water. You can't deny the water. Tony brought up the Red Sea. It's the reason it was called the Red Sea. Because when we go down in that water, we're picking up the blood. And we talked about that over two years ago. The title is a blood transfusion. We definitely, <laughs> that was when we first started. Those are super long. A lot of scriptures. So definitely a lot of explanation. I encourage you guys to go and check it out. Let me refresh the comments. Okay, so I see we don't have any more. Well, the last thing I, I would say is um, I saw something on social media. It, it was a post, and it was right around when Hurricane Ida was coming. And so we hear the meteorologist. He says, uh, if you stay in this area, then it's best if you get your stuff and leave. Pack up. Hurricane Ida is coming, and it means business. And so many people take heed to that. And pack up their stuff and leave. But the preachers, and I mean the true preachers of God, they're saying, Jesus is coming. Be prepared. And he's not playing. 
and we're just acting so nonchalant. We're not preparing ourselves. We're not reading. We're not doing anything to try to get closer to God. He wants us to learn of him so we can be saved. And one scripture says, be ye also ready. We, we don't know when our last breath is going to be. So there is no putting it off. We love to put God on the back burner. We love to watch Netflix, get on Facebook, do all these kind of things. And nothing is wrong with doing those things. Don't get me wrong. But we definitely have to give that time to God. So I see we don't have any more comments. We're going to wrap it up there. As my weekly reminder to you guys, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want the link, we will drop it in the, in the um, comments here. Or you can message us and we'll be more than happy to give you the link there. It's a good topic each and every week. We're starting to get more people on fire for the Lord. And that is always a good thing. As I always like to say, if you're trying to learn about God, you're definitely in the minority. So, um, if that be it, man, we will say praise the Lord. Um, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And one more time, count it all joy again. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your earthly situation is looking like. God is bigger. God is greater. And the battle it belongs to him. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening at the same time with another topic coming straight from the word of God. I pray to see you guys there. Have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. Happy fall. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.